0: to different gravy, not just another Sheffer Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host. He can kill with a smile, he can wound with his eyes, he can ruin your faith with his casual lies, and he only reveals what he wants you to see. He hides like a child,
1: but he's always Luke Gledall to me. How are you
0: doing today, Luke? I'm good. I'm oh, good.
1: <laughs> I don't know, It's it's been a fun week, but I don't think I've been hiding like a child. So maybe I should. <laughs> maybe I should just... Uh, take place in a series of impromptu and hide and seeks where i try <laughs> to it, insert myself above the uh above the boiler or something like this <laughs> see if my cat I can see. find me
0: yeah borrowing from the uh the lovely billy joel or billy Joel track always a woman to me uh but uh, always luke level to me i thought you know just thought it fit in nicely i didn't go with the verse where um It talks about her callously cutting the person and laughing while they bleed. I thought that was a bit too far. Um, Not my experience with you thus far, Luke, is uh, that you enjoy inflicting. Thank you. You may
1: have, uh, you know, might be a bit of Freddy foreshadowing, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, um,
0: They just had a a TV dramatization of Dennis Nielsen, uh, which had a very creepy lead performance from David Tennant uh i'm just yeah i'm just picturing the next des i'm not I'm not accusing you of that luke but um so
1: so after we released the uh young lumbering danish center back he went on to uh to write write tv is that what you said
0: well he went on to murder 16 men and keep their bodies around his uh house for far too long for company that's what uh oh, that's what dennis nielsen yeah one of the most infamous uh we're not we're not turning into a true crime podcast let's Let's bail on this uh, on this route. But uh, you, you've su- you've survived another week, Luke.
1: I survived another week. And before we get going, Rich, um, I I do have an announcement, if you don't mind, uh, before oh, okay. we before we break proverbial hoo-hoos. Uh, <laughs> longtime listeners of the podcast will be aware that we are a part of the Earl Network, and we often give some promotion to some of the excellent shows that can get your Wednesday ears around. You may not have heard about the shows for a while, as they've been doing well and are earning enough money to pay for their server space. Well. Journey signs is excited to announce the arrival of video streaming service, Owlers on Prime Video, with some devastatingly <laughs> original Wednesday-themed programming. Uh, the first show we're going to look at this week, Rich, is The Social Dilemma, which is a shadowy and cripplingly real documentary where we all get mad woke at the revelation that the reason behind Wednesday's slow and prolonged transfer window dealings were to feed the traffic numbers of a Star announced talk. <laughs> Featuring interviews with Chief Wednesdayite puppeteers Neil Hargreaves and the Four Horsemen of the Wednesday Newspocalypse that's Alex <laughs> Toadie Miller, Joe Cran, Big Z, and Doom House. This hard hitting <laughs> documentary will make you really resent the star's request for your hard earned money while you read the article that was just regurgitates a nat- national journalist resource or their clickbait missives.
0: <laughs> oh, excellent stuff. Well, I, I can't wait to watch. I've heard good things. Um, you know, I've heard it's a real eye-opening watch, so um, I, I am can't, I can't wait to get around to that. But exciting developments on on owls and prime. Wow! Uh, <laughs> so, shall we open up? Breaking hoo-hoo's. A bit of broken hoo-hoo. Um, the the first one was a long time coming. We we sort of foreshadowed it in the last episode. Um, apologies for the loudness of the cold open at the last episode but um callum patterson signed
1: yeah and you know what they say about a patterson in the first act right
0: <laughs> please please tell us
1: we just eventually signed in the third act
0: <laughs> i was thinking of a twist you know that sort of um you know we're here. We're queer. Get used to it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's here. He wasn't dear, Get used to it. Um, <laughs> number five. What do you think of the squad number there? Um,
1: I guess that's an interesting one. Do you do you think that like I, I don't know I don't know like I don't know how this kind of ruminates. Here's one. Here's one kind of like um, thought parallel universe kind of thought experiments. Callum Mm. patterson comes into wednesday says here's the numbers okay Callum, here's all the numbers that are available can i have number nine no we're we're saving that for someone else Mm. or is it look at all these numbers Callum. well i I don't want to pick number nine because i feel like that's going to put a burden on me as a player yeah i'll pick number five or you know yeah
0: it could be always so sort of blasé just like whatever's next what's the what's the smallest number that's left yeah, because we had all the a... yeah. the fun numbers were supposedly sort of lucky numbers, weren't they? A few years ago, when everybody was
1: had wacky. Oh, what was the what was the banner number? Thirty.
0: Yes, yeah, so, something something's changed like that, wasn't it? One of
1: the thirty numbers. It
0: was mean, forty-one at one
1: point. I forty-one, think. yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's how, that's when reach ended up being five. I want to say, but um, but that that seems to have gone. <laughs> but uh, we do still have. have some odd numbers but it's just it seems like a strange one seeing as he's coming in first and foremost to be a striker maybe the for, the bit of foreshadowing that shadowing that happened was wearing a number 5 meant that he was guaranteed to end up playing defense for us at some point
1: yes <laughs> yes, that is something. I wondered if he was just going to go for another, you know, a number combination like sixty-three or seventy-two that adds up to nine. Yeah. Um, I've also just now thought it'd be nice if he was ninety-nine because we could call okay. him. We could call him Mister Whippy, or uh, something along those lines. I like that.
0: Yeah, uh, you just got to watch out that he's not too much of a flake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about that, so I, I'm with you. He's pleased, a bit vanilla. <laughs> something to do with red sauce um when he scores he, he puts a cone on his head <laughs> <laughs> like that statue in glasgow it's all come full full circle <laughs> um <laughs> but he's uh i mean we're, we're pleased to have him on board aren't we i think there was a couple of um, polls that i saw uh there's one sort of on ours talk and i think one on um twitter where people were asked of the of the kind of People we've been linked with signing-wise, who do you want to sign? And and I think for both of those, uh, Patterson was a pretty healthy winner. Uh, we I don't think we need to go too much into it because we did talk a fair amount about him last week. But uh, I, yeah, pleased to have him on board, and he certainly fills a very noticeable gap that we have in our in our squad. So welcome welcome aboard uh you mentioned the number nine being free for potentially another player and that's another bit of continuing i mean this has been the most enduring saga it's lasted all summer uh we are still being linked with uh, the player that i'm going to call big ken uh today because i'm not going to tackle his surname uh until he signs that's that's the my little part that i'm playing in this uh in this saga (laughs) Refuse until he's on the video explaining sure. to the the youtube slash socials
1: I, team i also wednesday i also want to see whoever's doing that interviewing like so you know being like so i mean uh, i mean I, I i mean obviously i know the intelligent like how do you how, how 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 do you pronounce your surname for anyone who gets it wrong for those stupid players <laughs> just in case i don't like gary gary Medine. Make a chant that uh, <laughs> doesn't doesn't actually rhyme with his pro- the proper pronunciation of his name.
0: <laughs> that always felt a bit like Mrs. Bouquet, though him calling himself Madame <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gary Bucket.
0: And Gary Buckets,
1: which is also nice because also wondering as well. I just I was when I was thinking about the cone, I was also thinking about whether we can get some buckets along the side, and then he could sit on one like all Woolly. Just to keep that Scottish conception. <laughs> I mean, the thing I want to say about Patson is, I mean, I'm I'm really happy for uh, for Liam Palmer that he's got another Scottish friend. Really. Yes. You know, though I'm sure much like Bannon, he won't be able to understand. You know, B- <laughs> Bannon doesn't understand Palmer, so I'm sure Patson won't either. <laughs> such, such is his thick brogue. You know.
0: Oh yeah. And so once again, I mean, this is we are just this is seamless podcasting, folks. Just drink this in. But uh, speaking of thick accents, uh, the other bit of fun news-wise that we had this week was seeing Cameron Dawson putting uh, Joost van Aiken and little Joey Pelopesi through their paces in terms of their their Yorkshire know-how. Uh, did, you, did you enjoy that video?
1: I did. Um, I found myself to be mildly entertained. I think <laughs> at the end of it, I came out of it and felt a little bit like um, that was fine. That was fun. That was fine. It it was someone saying, you know,
0: you, did, were you intrigued by the dynamic? The <clears throat> you know, clearly Dawson has a favorite there out of those two. I, I, uh, I, Geo, I, I, I Geo as he was being called. So can we can we call Joe, Joey Pelopessi Geo going forward? We
1: can. We can. Sure.
0: Can sure. we can we stretch to Gino and therefore. Sing, sing the Dexys Midnight Runners song for him. Yes, you know these yes. are these are all intriguing, tantalising elements, but it's a bit of fun. I think it probably for me, it probably went on a couple of minutes too long, but um, it's worth checking out if you've not seen it. There's a video up on the Wednesday YouTube of uh, Cameron Dawson showing various Yorkshire slang f- phrases to the two Dutchmen, and then being entirely baffled by um, the concept. Uh, the phrases and, um, and Cameron Dawson's slightly sort of teachery tone, so it's uh, it's it's a fun watch on several levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else news
1: wise, or are you happy to move on to today's game, Luke? I'm happy to move on. I mean, it, we've got the this is weird. I mean, we've got the transfer window on deadline on fifth on Monday. Yeah. Eleven PM that's, but this is like It's the international one, isn't it? Yeah, this is the Jaden's uh the Jaden Sancho window.
0: <laughs> Jaden Sancho window is is fast the closing of the Jaden Sancho window is fast approaching.
1: And then I don't think we have um I don't think we have maybe the Troydini transfer window is on the sixteenth.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, because, the, the, because we so only the need think transfers about, still through to think about. You only need to think about football from a Premier League lens. Like nothing else exists, really.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's all of English football. That's what we're learning as uh, as the EFL clubs uh, and the rest of the football pyramid starts to sort of shudder and crumble under the pressure of no fans. Uh, what we're learning is it's all about the Premier League and if the Premier League wants to help out, they can, but the government doesn't see you know, one of its biggest industries as something worth doing anything to uh, assist with at all. And the demands of the Premier League are all worthwhile and brilliant and good for the Premier League and won't be
1: sure terribly well, no, we, detrimental we can. to the podium. We can sit by and see if there's any spectacle to be had with watching... A lower league football club implode in on itself through its own belly button, mm. like something from Ren Stimpy.
0: Yes, <laughs> one of those gross close-ups. Mm-hmm. So we had a rainy, a rainy day at Hillsborough. Uh, we welcomed our visitors, QPR. Eventually, <laughs> uh, there were so there were before we sort of, obviously we'll talk through the sort of starting lineup, but mm-hmm. there must be rules about keeping people waiting to kick off we didn't kick off till nearly five past three because they could not be bothered leaving the dressing room today i don't know what i mean it was really weird and then we had two false we had a false kickoff in both halves as well yes yes uh really strange and they were late second half as well the ref was clearly annoyed at how much time they were taking weird there should be i i think and this is even saying this as somebody who is not the best timekeeper myself Mm -hmm. i think if you're if you're two minutes late for kickoff that's two goals head start for the opposition i think you should
1: have 0.5 goal advantage okay so that's it yeah that's good we just yeah so it's like a
0: technical get the win yeah tko (laughs) yeah yeah um so a few changes that seem to be forced on us, not not um, not choices mm-hmm. that were made. Um, I offer out uh, injured replaced by Shawe mm-hmm. uh, Brown. Izzy Brown was also out injured, so he was replaced by Fizzy, which is the only natural change to make. Mm-hmm. Um, Palmer dropped to the bench. I, I sort of immediately thought that seemed like a strange decision, and then figured out actually there's nobody else who can play centre-back on the bench. So, Palmer is there to be the only <laughs> replacement defensively. Uh, and then, obviously, um, instead of Kachunga starting, we we gave Patterson his first start up top
1: uh, with, with Winder. Do you wonder about, kind of, just before we get into the meat of the game and what happened, do you wonder if Palmer was carrying a knock at all?
0: Well, I mean, as things transpired, maybe he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: mean, I'm, I'm just. I'm really surprised.
0: Shaw was injured, wasn't he? That yeah. that it looked nasty. Sort of rolled his ankle, and the opposing player landed on it whilst it was kind of twisted. So uh, he he looked very very painfully and slowly limped off the pitch, and Palmer came on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Palmer himself only made it till to, to half time. So you wonder what was going on
1: with Palmer as well. I. Just wonder a lot about what we see, what we don't see, and the stuff I'm mm. wondering about what we don't see on the training ground is I'm still getting over I'm still kind of going through the roles of kind of acceptance, much like mourning, about the concept that shore is, is a center bag.
0: <laughs> it's really taken a while for you, isn't it? It's
1: it has been a long process. To sit for you. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's it's been a longer process as uh, the pandemic, pretty much for me, and no that. end in and no end in sight for me, Rich, because I didn't get to see anything. I didn't get to see anything because no, the poor lad had a bad injury.
0: Yeah,
1: it was no uh, showy today. No, no, showy, lovely stuff. <laughs> so that was because I mean that's the thing because I was looking at the lineup and thinking, well, surely you'd start Palmer in a centre back berth.
0: Well, initially um, I was thinking actually
1: I didn't see Palmer and I was surprised that he wasn't on the wing. Um, yeah.
0: I wondered I'm if happy. Shaw was chosen for his height because they've got that absolute monster dykes up top, haven't they? Mm. So, And their whole back line is, like, Cameron's massive, Barbe's massive, Dickie's Dickie. massive, Dickie's huge. Wallace yeah. is six foot plus as well. Mm. So I think just we needed all the height we could get, uh, I, I presume, Um mm. To, to sort of tackle them at set pieces. But it all unfortunately it was just you get that feeling, that sort of sinking feeling, I think, when you've been forced into those two changes. I offer I don't think anybody would argue really is is up there for one of our absolute best players, not just yeah. defensively, just full stop. Um so a huge loss on his own and Izzy Brown has been fantastic. So another another big, big loss. So yeah. That's already kind of a bit disappointing a bit disheartening and then we've forced into that first change and I, I I did sort of just make a note like that familiar sinking feeling but maybe yeah. maybe it would galvanize us sometimes that does happen um the ref was so busy early doors he nearly killed this game before it got going he was blowing for absolutely everything both ways uh <sighs> just needlessly wasn't he wasn't almost letting no contact at all happen Mm -hmm. um i think there wasn't a huge amount of stuff that happened in the first half to be honest i think we 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 had half chances but to me it was slightly disappointing that we given the fact that we had an option up top we seemed to digress or (laughs) devolve into more often than not just lumping it forward without looking Um, Yeah. Which didn't let us build anything. It wasn't helpful to Patterson. He wasn't pl- he wasn't being passed the ball. <clears throat> he was just, you know, the ball was just being lumped forward and he was being asked to go and make something of it. Uh, which I think, I think he struggled to do against their big big defenders and their big holding midfielder that for most of that
1: first half.
0: Um Patterson on long throws was uh interesting.
1: Yeah. That was my comment. I said, ooh, Patterson's a frozen. A frozen. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: A, th- a throwist mon- monk um
1: yeah which makes me wonder about you know whether in kind of any medieval times you would just have someone who you know the the uh the long time um you know descendants for uh Roy de Lap just hu- just hurling cannonballs <laughs> basically yes yeah they didn't have towels back then so it's grass so <laughs> we have a de Lap is
0: people. the ancient gallic word for Good in. So just, uh... exactly, <laughs> exactly. Do you remember? Do you remember
1: Exodus Gee again? I was
0: I was going to mention him. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. All too briefly.
1: As um, uh, as as sometimes I'd like to say um, on this podcast, Rich. You know, me and you are the um, me and you and are the Sean McAllister and James O'Connor of <laughs> uh, Wednesday Podcast Engine Room. That kind of talks about a very specific. And I think well meaning period for me because it came out of my sabbatical, but I don't think anyone bats an eyelash about bats an eyelash about anything to do with that period. <laughs> yeah. I am I am the, the McAllister O'Connor, sir. You you're the one who's a bit more cultured are <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, no, from, from that period, that guy from was he at Peterborough? Something oh. like that,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And,
0: and he just, was basically just there to do long
1: throws. He was also, he was pretty tall and kind of yes. had a bit of stock to him, but you know it's just a large black dude who would just wang the <laughs> ball pretty flat from throw-ins, and that That's was pretty hit, main, you know, the main deal. But the pretty decent long throws, <laughs> a flat wang, you could say, a flat wang. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Patson's were decent throw, um, but then I guess the problem is right now there's no other heights. Exactly. So I felt at times, like from some of the bits of the games, you know, I I remarked on at one point Windass winning a header. Yeah. But, you know that's maybe one occasion out of eight that that's yeah. happened at the game. So. Well, it was nominally it was Van Aken who
0: was supposed to be doing the the flicking on, wasn't it? By and large, mm. I think he is. Uh, I think he is. I think he's six three, Van Aken So he's mm. he's certainly tall enough. I don't think he's. I mean, it, it causes us headaches in the other box that he doesn't compete particularly brilliantly in the air. No,
1: it's not particularly demanding,
0: um, is he? No, he seems more likely to score goals with his feet, to be honest, than uh, than with his, with his head. Um, <clears throat> but we, you know, there's one of those that we we nearly got a chance out of. Um, so 20 minutes mark. I thought the ref gave a very, really, really soft free kick to QPR that kind of let them off the hook. Um, the best chance of the half was went QPR's way, it was sort of thirty fourth minute. Um, they tried to do things from every set piece, I think they were trying to do clever routines almost always. Uh, yeah. this was this was probably the most effective one and basically it was sort of a, a quick cross to the front post mm. and a flicked volley around the corner um, yeah, like a I was, yeah, I think it was Cameron maybe that hit the, mm. hit the sh- shot um, and it went past everybody hit the inside of our post uh, and luckily sort of rolled very kindly to Dawson. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. a, but a big let off. Giant <clears throat> let off. Mm.
1: And would have been a real brilliant set piece from QPR. I don't think there's anything we could have really said from that. No. That's where they seem to offer us any kind of threats. I think in that first half, or, uh, my main takeaway I've, i said from my comment was I don't feel threatened by QPR, but neither do they feel threatened by ourselves. Um, it was a very safe-clothed cuddle of a match. No threat of anything provocative and sensual. A very sexless platonic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, we, I, I we mean...
1: said, you know, both of them, we, we beforehand, we, a little scrap of paper was handed from QPR to Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday to QPR. That was a series of trigger words that we would say. So anything, any warnings if it, it got too, uh, if it got too racy and exciting? then that person would say that and then recommend and then the other person would ring ring their parents and be picked up to be ah, taken A,
0: a strictly over-the-sweater first half uh, yes. in terms of the action. <laughs> <laughs> but it was frustrating because I think what's marked out the good performances so far this season has been the fact that we were picking passes a little bit better. We're, we're not just lumping it forward, we're looking and playing a pass forward and finding the people that are in space and working hard to make space with the, with mm-hmm. the width that the wingbacks give us. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of times where reach got into bags and bags of space. They were terrified of Harris. Harris was a pain all day. Like he, I, don't, I don't, I can't really remember him losing the ball um on on one of his dribbles at the very least. He he was very, very effective when he got his head down and kind of pushed. So they ended up with three, four players on him. And that meant that Reach had basically a quarter of the pitch to himself. And every pass out to him was either so slow it was easily defended. Or yeah. so overhit that reach could even you know as pacey as reach is couldn't get on the end of it or it went straight over his head into the stand. Really disappointing. Just that little touch of quality would have meant we could have really had them on the back foot again and again. Um, <clears throat> the, probably the best moment for Wednesday of the half. Sort of Patterson had that shot from Fizzy's cutback. That was not a bad effort, but went out for a corner if you if you remember that. Um, And Mm -hmm. then there was the moment where Windas, the ball just sort of dropped to him in behind their defence. And I don't know whether he thought he was offside, but he didn't react. He just seemed to sort of dawdle till he got tackled. It was a bit odd because he's normally so switched on. I
1: know. He seemed a bit too surprised at what happened.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I I will say, to be fair, despite the fact I think there could have been a bit of sharpness and reaction, which I think we'd usually expect from Windas, as he said, Um, it was... Very good defending <laughs> coverage from whoever the QPR is. Oh, yeah,
0: you've got to give credit where it's due. Absolutely. Um, that was, it was well defended from the the mm. two players, one sort of behind him and one one in front of him. But, yeah, I was just surprised he didn't even kind of get a shot away because he's normally so, I don't know, yeah, he's normally so sharp and in those moments. So it was it was odd that it seemed to catch him by surprise. <clears throat> so that took us to half time.
1: mm what do you make about like one of the most awful short corner routines we've seen at Hillsborough? Oh, when have we it ever done a decent short corner thing. routine, or at least one that was better than uh, the category of poor? Really, I mean, I mean, they were saying in the commentary from you know Pearson and Rob O'Neill, they were saying yeah. Bannon looks upset because someone didn't make their run for that. So it must. I, I didn't did been... know whether
0: he was upset because he'd been blocked off, but uh, either way. Well, he clearly
1: put it there for someone to be there. I think that was, it was definitely a routine Mm. as opposed to actually, I mean, that's, that's one benefit. I mean, this is actually, I think previously I've seen us take short corners, but I I don't know why. There doesn't seem to be any purpose to them. Like I I never understand the the point of knocking it short. What advantage you gain. It just seems to be, it really just uh, takes up that time that the opposition defense is going to, you know, come attack basically come attack whoever's got the ball.
0: Yeah. I I think I would go so far as to say, how often do you ever see short corners pay off? Not just for Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I agree. Just in
0: general. And I think, I know it came out of a a little bit, it came out of the Soccernomics uh, book. Because I think it was Barcelona sort of looked at the numbers and figured out that effectively you were better off keeping possession than kicking the ball into the box and giving it away. So, that whole essentially tick attacker was just having t- trying to get as close to total possession of the ball as possible. And I think a lot of teams still do that to some extent. I mean, most of the top teams in the Premier League are t- are actually quite bad at defending. Right. Uh, the way they defend is by holding on to the ball. Um, and so, I suppose not taking a proper corner is allowable in those cases because it's just like, well, let's not give them the ball to make a break. Yeah. That's fair enough. But we, we do not make enough chances to pass up the opportunity just to put the ball in no, the box.
1: No, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I totally agree with you. I, I,
1: yeah.
0: I, I would say, by and large, it's nearly always a waste of the opportunity uh, to
1: take a shot. I mean, if I'm if I'm thinking about it more in this, I mean, I think there's a better chance for, unless you have someone who's really exceptional at corners, it's not quite as good as someone putting a cross in the box, right? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, you guess you have more chance to kind of cycle and keep possession to work across into the box. I get that. But also another thing I think is that regarding from a corner, you're trying to work on a very quick momentum that you build up. I I don't think there are not enough corner routines I know about or I was hilariously mentioning to um, – I saw a tweet which mentioned someone – who basically was like a set piece consultant. And I saw that my, my eldest brother who's, who's kind of into his tactics and doing things right. like that follows him on Twitter. And I'm like, you follow a freelance set piece specialist. I'm like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty darn niche market.
0: I'm a hired gun. I go around the land and I fix up their set
1: pieces. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing. It's like, I don't think from playing it short and then working something like corners are not chess gambits. No. You know, it's not like I bring a player here and then they do this and then I do this to exploit this. It No, no, just, just, just you know, just think of something direct. <laughs> think of something direct you can work on. You know, it, it can be smart routines, but you need that momentum from the off, I think.
0: <clears throat> well, I think it showed today we missed... Brown's contributions to our set pieces today. Yeah. yeah. I think things have gone up a notch having him involved, even though Bannon still insists on grabbing the ball uh, probably more often than not. The few times he lets <laughs> he lets Izzy Brown have a go tends to produce our our best moments uh, from set pieces. Um, <clears throat> so we got to half Um Again, QPR didn't bother coming out of the changing room for a while. Uh, I thought I thought um Asai Samuel looked pretty good for QPR. He seemed to give us headaches in the first half. Um I think that sort of carried on second half. Other than that, I don't I didn't I didn't think much to them. I, I, I don't think we'd been I don't know who was the better team. It was very close first half, but yeah. I certainly knew we could play better than we had. Oh, at yeah. first half and was expecting it to happen i didn't know what, i don't know i didn't know where the qpr had much more in them but um i still maybe don't even though we got to, um but we had we had to change palmer for adobaggio which uh i did write adobaggio replaces palmer as right-sided center-back help <laughs> in, <laughs> in capital can't, cannot have been part of the plan at any stage that mm. most of Adjo plays right-sided centre-back. No. That being said, we did come out looking better. We were the better team early in that second half. We we were making sort of half chances fairly regularly, and that led to our goal on the 54th minute. Um, Bannon and Reach had had a couple of moments where they combined uh, pretty effectively, and uh the latest of those was Bannon flicking a, a ball sort of uh between the right back and the centre back that Reach was onto like a shot. He played a really good sort of low cross and it resulted in an own goal and if the defender hadn't have touched it it would have easily it would have been a windass goal. So he needed to do something the defender. Um but it, it didn't feel undeserved. It, it um good goal, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, totally. I mean, I- I- but um... <laughs> <laughs> that was such a lovely froth, uh, lofted through ball from Bannon. It was, and Reach just did exactly what you want, you know, in that situation. Like I must say that that's exactly what you want for him to, um, you know, that crisp, full-bodied pullback into the six-yard box <laughs> on the floor, flat, you know, practically horizontal.
0: You, you could know, taste I, the mountains I... in that in that pullback, couldn't you?
1: I know. I mean, if this was covered through um, some of the awful money through Sky Sports and we, you know, in the Premier League, I think Jamie Carragher would be getting out of spirit level on that one. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, you know, and the bubble would be right dead in the center. It was lovely. It's exactly what you want. And um, yeah, it was going to go in at some point anyway. And then thankfully, you know, we had a really good finisher uh, lended to us from uh, <clears throat> Barb Bay. Barbet, 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 who a centre-back who I quite like, I must say. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, at the end of the game, he sort of certainly saved his performance. Uh, he was really lucky not to have been at fault for two of their goals because he obviously put the uh, own goal in. And there was also that moment where we were pressing really, really well and he just kind of fell forward and, the ball, and just passed the ball to us. I don't know if you remember that. I don't um, recall that, sorry. Oh yeah, well, basically Luongo hit hit a quick pass afterwards, which was annoyingly overhit and straight to the goalie. But that, with a better ball, he would have just played Windass in one on one with the goalkeeper. Um, because yeah, Barbe just kind of seemed to like. He, I don't know whether like his machine got overloaded by too many options, or whether the pressure just got to him and he closed down. But one reason or another, he just had to reboot and uh, and fell sort of crumbled face first on the ground <laughs> whilst he was in possession of the ball. Um, we almost then repeated the Rochdale goal with Reach poking it across the sort of crowd of players from a free kick uh, and Windus shooting uh, but unfortunately this time he skied the, the effort uh, Windus. Mm. I thought QPR were quite lucky not to have a couple of midfielders on cards because they were just uh, there was a couple of points where they were just unashamedly hacking down Harris for beating them, and I thought, I mean, Longo's tackle was bad. I thought Cherry made a lot of it um, that he got the first yellow card of the game, but I just was surprised. I, I was surprised Cherry and um, Cameron, uh, no, sorry, not Cherry, it's Chair. Cherry was last week, wasn't it? Chair, Chair.
1: Elias I was surprised Chair.
0: Chairs. Yeah, Elias Chair. I was surprised chair and Carol got away without yellow cards today. Cause I thought they were constantly fouling. And a couple of them were those classic yellow card scenarios where it was a cynical, we turned them round and, and Harris was on the break and they just hoiked him down. But the ref, despite the fact he was so annoyed with them at, at the start of either half, mainly seemed to uh, ignore the fact that they were making fouls and uh, focused mainly on Wednesday. <laughs> um, so I'm just trying to sort of pick through the notes a little bit here. Uh, we were, yeah, we were having quite a time of it around the period where we scored because that's when Reach hit that really good volley as well that the keeper made look pretty wow. easy.
1: Yeah, um, uh, I think in that, I mean, you you really think he's maybe traded a bit of power for the technique and accuracy, but I mean, it, it was still lovely.
0: It was pretty much top. Top corner, I think. Uh, I just
1: thought the keeper read it really well and got across to it well. Um, I thought it was a bit more like you know the execution was lovely, but it was a bit down the keeper's throat. That's how I kind of saw it. I could be completely wrong, though. Yeah,
0: uh, it was. I think it was a bit slow as well. That was the thing. It was.
1: well yeah, it, yeah.
0: It it wasn't a, it wasn't exactly a rocket, but I, I think I've got to say I I thought Reach had a good game
1: today. Yeah, Reach had a, a pretty good game, I must say yeah
0: we've sort of called a couple of times for uh to see left wing back reach and I don't think he disappointed I think he I think he no. put in a really good shift I think he defended well and offered a lot going forwards um we felt quite balanced I, I didn't understand the swap that happened later when we swapped Harris and him no um, I don't know whether it was a defensive one so that It was Harris dealing with uh, Samuel, Asai Samuel, or whether it was an offensive one because we'd noticed that the right back was tired. I I couldn't quite figure that out um, because Harris did have several breaks forward once he moved over to that side. Uh, Yeah, it was an interesting one. But we made our third change before the 70th minute mark. Uh, third and final change. So Fizzy went off. I thought he did look like he was tiring, but again, I was quite pleased. I thought he had a good game as well. Mm. Uh, Looked strong and thoughtful in the way that he played more often than not. Um, So Fizzy came off for Geo, JP8, Little Joey, or a new name I've got for him, Luke, the Pest Dispenser. Do you like that? The what dispenser? The Pest Dispenser. (laughs) Because he's totally Pele's bestie. Right, like a okay. Pez dispenser? No. I get it. Yeah, it's, yeah. Good. it's good. The best jokes need to be explained. We all know this. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> I've I, I then put uh, 71st minute, Odabagio gives away a penalty, but the referee didn't see it. That, to me, looked every bit a penalty mm-hmm. where he hoiked the defender down. <laughs> I don't know what the ref was watching, but I was relieved. What did you make of that
1: incident? I didn't quite see it that way, but I I think there was a lot of focus on it from our perspective, especially with the commentary. Like, Adobarjo, I think, did pretty well today, but I really didn't like that pairing of who he was up against, who he was marking. No. That didn't give me any nice feelings. You know, (laughs) that didn't give me any warm and fuzzies at all. Um, So, and then the fact that he was getting a bit handsy, I didn't like that at all. He's always, yeah... He's he's pretty handsy, really.
0: He's always handsy, isn't he? Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. I mean, like I said, we, know, I just, we agreed in the first half this would be a platonic cuddle session, and he's getting a bit yeah. fresh, really.
0: <laughs> I, I just find I find him terrifying. I think
1: it's I not just even can't... Halloween, folks.
0: <laughs> it's close enough, but like <laughs> to me, it's just you're always giving like that. You know that incident. Maybe it's not a penalty. Maybe it is. But grabbing hold of the guy's arm yeah, with both no. your arms no. and pulling him to the ground, you're whether you feel it's fifty-fifty or not, yes. you're giving yeah. the ref an opportunity to give exactly, a penalty. exactly, and exactly. Moses, this is not the first time. Like, you, if he was going to learn, he would have learned by now because it, it, it's you know it's almost you're waiting for that moment to happen each game. Um, I just yeah, I, I'm, I maybe I'm watching him because I know what he's like. But it just feels like he's asking for trouble always with the way that he he defends, uh, particularly at set pieces. Um, we then went into the period where pretty much we were kind of backs to the wall and and they were racking up decent-ish chances. I mean, not, not fantastic, you know, not one-on-one with the keeper type chances. But mm. there was a great clearance from Tom Lee's at 75th minute. There was another great block from Tom Lee's. Um, and the 79th minute, that's when we swapped Reach and Harris over, um, mm. coincidentally. Um, Van Aken made a really good block. Uh, and then we had the period where Tom Lees went down, getting his thigh strapped up, uh, which <laughs> looked for all the world like a kind of let's, let's eat some time up until you saw just quite how much strapping he had on his thigh, which is not, not the norm for those... Yeah you know eat up the clock type uh, type injuries um, and I think then we had the most pivot the sort of pivotal moment of the game was 87th minute uh, Harris made a really good break down that left flank left um, left Kakai for dead uh, had the presence of mind to look up and pick his pass played it to Luongo, Luongo was mm-hmm. strong held his man off, swivelled and then pummeled the bar with his efforts um it was a really really good strong shot it should have been a vitriolic fantastic uh end to the game and you know slumped qpr players and things like that but it didn't happen you know the sliding doors moment of this game um i've never seen sliding doors but i presume (laughs) if john hannah punches Gwyneth Paltrow in the face or something. I don't know if that happens, but that's the sure. moment where this the, that, this was the lead up to that moment now, starting. Uh, five minutes added on, mainly because of Tom Lee's getting his thigh strapped up. Um, mm-hmm. And then he went down again injured. So this is, you know, he was properly, properly injured. Had to come off
1: leaving yeah, as we yeah then. Um,
0: which then again makes you question did Odobadju have to come off? I know he was looking a bit tired, but it's quite having been forced into our first two changes. It would have been nice to have the, have kept one in reserve, but uh, again, wise after the event, the podcast. Uh, we then dropped Patterson into centre back, but but this was really like feeling like we were clinging on and just blow the whistle, ref. Mm-hmm. I did know at the first, the end of the first half, the ref blew the whistle really quickly. There was 93, there's three minutes, uh, sorry, not 93, three minutes of added time. It got to 48 minutes. We had a corner and he blew up the whistle without letting us take the corner. Normally they let you take the corner. Yes. So I, kind, I was kind of hopeful when we got to 95 minutes and they were dawdling. They weren't rushing to get the ball forward QPR. I thought maybe you'll just blow it and we'll be fine. But, frustratingly, we just looked dead on our feet. There was no pressure on the ball. And the same man that had given us uh, the go-ahead goal, Barbe, picked out an absolutely gorgeous cross with his left foot.
1: Yes, ball. yes.
0: Um, you know, javelined in. It was it was deep. Uh, yeah. It had a lovely kick on it. It was almost like a Nike swoosh uh, on, onto the head of their debuting uh, st- new striker, uh, Bonnet. Um, and he met it brilliantly, put it in the opposite side. Dawson had no chance.
1: Yeah.
0: Just so sickening to feel like we've come through so many hurdles to be on the cusp of getting that those three points and uh, and lose them with pretty much the last kick of the ball was, was really a, a sickener. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Van Aiken was doing. I don't know who he was marking.
1: Well, no one was marking anybody. That's, it, no. It was so... It was so quick, right? I mean, it looked, it felt like the accuracy and delivery in the Met, the way it was met, it felt like a set piece, but it, it wasn't. This was open play.
0: Well, the opposite. It was almost the opposite of our... The, the poor quality of our balls forward to uh, Patterson in the first half are like the opposite story of that. So if you do not hit your man, he has then got to go through the territory of two or three players who can all slow him down, ruffle him up, get to the ball ahead of him, you know the 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 better the ball is the harder it is to defend that's a natural thing and this was an absolutely perfect ball he dropped it on his head so somebody would have had to be brilliantly on their metal a very commanding center back and got their timing right to to have even challenged for it without giving a foul away unfortunately it was van Aken who was the nearest man and he is not commanding in the air um he frequently goes to sleep, and we can only just about survive him as a defender if there's two other people playing the same position as him. yeah uh so no I, so I, it yeah. was disheartening, it was disappointing. I've got to say, given like on the balance of the day, this wasn't one of those that I'm fi- I feel like I, in a way I'm in an odd way, it's a similar kind of feeling to the Watford game. So I can see that there's an opportunity lost. It would be brilliant to have those two extra points on the board. But given the fact that it was almost like the world was doing everything it could to not give us today, coming out with the draw still feels like a minor win. Am I daft in that? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to call you daft. I, I... do feel free. I say much worse things to myself in my
1: head. I I feel like I briefly, just before we got going with this, we we record Rich and I in this kind of lockdown environment because, you know, Rich isn't going to games. I'm just watching at home, watching at home here in Canada. Um, You know, there's no need for anybody to wait to get home. So we can do this pretty quickly afterwards. So we we kind of go on the spur of that for what we're doing right now.
0: Mm.
1: And, you know, I was was checking some of the knee-jerk reactions Thanks to that uh, dastardly Neil Hargreaves shaking his <laughs> fist at you, sir. Ooh. and a lot of people who are like, "This is awful. This is terrible." Um, you know, it it is it is a missed opportunity. It is two points dropped in a sense, but I'm I'm also not looking at it from the perspective of thinking it's really terrible and it's really bad. I I think we're just a little bit unfortunate today. Um, yeah, someone was making. I think it was one of the. I think he's one of the Yorkshire live kind of journalists. I think it was Ricky Charlesworth who was doing the tweet about basically still it's one home win in 2020 for Sheffield yeah. Weston. Which yeah. is that victory at home to midweek with, you know, the last, the last gasp, uh, Fletcher goal against Charlton athletic mm. feels such, such a long time ago. Cause it was probably one of our last games before, um, lockdown as well. That was the end of February. I think it was right. Yeah. Wow. So, but I don't feel that this is typical of why it's going wrong. No,
0: at home exactly.
1: Wednesday. And so here's the thing. It's been, I think it's been four seasons today in one game. Four seasons of Wednesday defensive problems. We have pre-match. We basically, I'm sure that that probably happened midweek or maybe late midweek. Well, sorry, late midweek. Late, you know, nearly like <laughs> Thursday Friday where basically I offer's injured. So... Um, so uh, Monk said, Rich, I don't know if you've seen Twitter, but basically it's a knee injury for Izzy Brown. I don't know how serious that is, but it, it, it wasn't made out to be serious. Monk was saying that it's a tight hamstring. Uh, Alan Nixon has since said that is, he's out for a month from what, from his sources or what he's hearing. I imagine Monk is trying to keep that kind of tight, close to his chest. Right. That's a huge loss. Um, right now, Dunkley still isn't up to speed. Nope. He's not even played an under-23 game. No. I don't know if he's played any behind-closed-door games. It's, you know, maybe he starts to come into contention in two weeks' time when we come back for this international break. It's um, good time for us, that, isn't it? It's, it's fantastic. I mean, this is, for everything that happened today, it's really good to have a two-week break, I think. And I think it's also good to look back and say, five points from four games, quite good. Quite good. Not seven points, but... Which is we really need to win one of the next two games, I think that mentality of thinking four points every three games when you win you draw you lose um if we keep with that, we'll have enough in the tank to keep us up um
0: that's the thing I think that I suppose that's what I mean is i'm not i'm not <laughs> I'm not happy with the situation you know it's it's devastating it's it's we've done enough to win and and to not win is is you know it hurts, but I suppose what I'm saying is there was so much set against us today it was no. incredible we were in a position to be winning
1: exactly so you kind
0: exactly. of have to take that into account. Um, I, I just th- I feel like there are games where absolutely we've lost games and we've done it too many times under monk where we've sat back and waited for the opposition to to, to beat us or, or to, to, to draw against us. I, that wasn't today. I th- We kept plugging away at things and I thought Harris and Reach gave us really good um, threats on the break so they couldn't fully commit to, to sort of sitting in a half and just piling pressure on. And I thought Patterson was a presence all game. I thought Windas looked nippy and dangerous. Like sometimes you're just unlucky and sometimes it's just a moment of genius or brilliance and today we were a bit unlucky and there was also an absolutely perfect cross played and I'm just you know I'm not churlish enough to think that we just we have this god-given right to win every game of football I I think we did really well to be winning today and it would have been brilliant if we'd got it over the line and we were so blumming close it it hurts it hurts hurts. but I'm not angry. I think everybody on the team did their job yes. to the extent that they could. And I think Monk <laughs> dealt with the hand he'd been dealt mm-hmm. pretty brilliantly. I mean, yeah. as you say, Adobaccio played right-sided centre-back for a whole half of football and was not responsible for anything bad happening. That's incredible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, to, to carry on, sorry, my point, I'm not sorry. I'm not upset that you interrupted me and went a different route. I'm really, because I think it was important to talk about what you brought up. I just want to finish off my point and say the four seasons. So that's the first one is before the game. The second one is pretty much on the whistle because sure last two minutes. So then we have to make a change. Then Palmer goes off at halftime. It's one of those where it's one of those rare occasions in footballs where like, I would love to know if there's one position, which is substituted three times in one game. Yeah. I don't think that's happened, but we—they have. There are rare occasions where a, a position is substituted twice, and that's what's happened today. So halftime—that's the third season, and the fourth one is—is is, is Lee's going off at the death. Yeah, and that is so harsh and so unfortunate that we've had these players have given their all today and just absolutely very man to a man, a very very solid performance from every individual. A uh, bit of a spoiler coming into the player ratings here. No one's getting less than a seven from this. Yeah, anything I see, it's all very positive. But how heartbreaking is it that we can't make a change for that, and then we're dishevelled? And um, here's another thing as well: the fact that we've had to make two early substitutions mean that coming into this at nil-nil, we, you know, at half time uh, for the second half, yeah. two substitutions down, we've only got one to do for the rest of this game.
0: Absolutely, so. Yeah.
1: Another side of this is, like you said, everybody was incredibly tired. Sure, because we had one substitution to make and the only thing that we thought we could do with the options, and actually I can't really blame Monk for this, is Deli Bashuru off for Pelopesi. I started to get a little bit of that kind of anxiety of mm. we're closing the game off when it's not that point yet. It's probably 10, 15 minutes too soon to be thinking of closing the game off. But maybe you also need to do that in that situation because, you know, I I don't know if Dele Bashir is tired. I thought he was doing okay. He'd done that long bursting
0: sort of sprint to try and get on the end of a Patterson flick on. And I I think that was just him done (laughs) because he just wasn't because the next thing that happened was the throw in where he like he received the throw in and passed it back about nine feet above. Harris if you remember and he just looked knackered he looked absolutely done and he may have even felt something when he went for that 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 burst of pace as well because I was amazed he still had that in him at that stage because he'd done a lot of running um that midfield just never stopped uh so it might be that he felt a hamstring or something you know it's not unusual that that happens in the in those situations where you kind of go on a late tear um but yeah, I mean, the, the fact that t- Tom Lees was injured to the point of having to leave the field, yeah, that is so unfortunate because you know absolutely he's the sort of character that yeah. if, he, if he could possibly have lumbered on mm-hmm. and just kind of mm-hmm. stood on the penalty spot heading things away, he would have done it. That's that's I mean, we've criticised Tom Lees, but yeah. I've absolutely no doubt in Tom Lees' heart and you know professionalism yeah. he would have he would have been playing if he could yeah um well, i know more gutted than him i think exactly
1: i was gonna say exactly the same thing i was like i imagine it was just absolutely heartbreaking for tom lees yeah just to come off in that situation and to see like an incredibly solid team defensive performance you know yeah. just just uh just evaporate you know just at those moments um yeah. So, but that's the thing. We, we we Patterson started. Patterson played the entire game. Yeah. Patterson came in. I, I imagine he's not completely off the boil fitness wise, but he's not really he's not at the level pretty... of match sharpness, is he? Yeah. No. So he came in. He played 90 minutes. How many other players look tired? Everybody looked tired. Yeah. You know, we're still relying on we're relying on the stamina of. You know, maybe Reach would have gone off at some point. Um, I don't think he's a player who probably would have lasted 90 minutes. He's None. close, but he's not quite there. I mean, it's staggering that we have a player with, you know, the stamina of Kadeem Harris, um, as we can tell from his, uh, chart bothering, chart bothering, um, 15 year career <laughs> you know, in different ways. Who knew the, who knew the guy who made merry making at my place would be, uh, doing <laughs> DJ stints in Vegas. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that at all? So I'm anyway,
0: amazed. sorry, by the way, um, to the listeners, um, this is something that really bothers Luke, uh, that Calvin Harris does, does DJ sets in Vegas. So I am amazed. I've been calling Calvin, uh, Kadeem Harris Calvin Harris for all these months, and this is the only time that he's bitten back. It's really... um. For me this is the, this is the closing of a rather large loop and it's um it's it's quite an emotional moment for me. So I'm just gonna take a moment to sit were with you,
1: my Were you in Vegas for one of your USC conventions and you were chatting with somebody who worked for one of the nightclubs and they were explaining to you that he doesn't actually DJ, he just turns up and presses a
0: button. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> or sends it
1: in and he's not actually there or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But we don't yeah, have a ex- we don't have a phoned in appearance from Kadeem Harris. <laughs> no. You know. Rarely ever does he phone it in. But we'll still keep working that joke to, uh, that that poor joke to, uh, (laughs) we'll milk it till it's completely dry. (laughs) That will make out that uh, Kadeem Harris is the same person as Calvin Harris.
0: At some Um, point, I'll do some research about Calvin Harris's career and I'll be able to add some layers to it. But um, that that moment hasn't arrived
1: yet. No, can't be asked for that, can you, Rich?
0: Where are we in in your seasons, Luke? That's it,
1: the fourth season completes the cycle. Yeah, that, that is the winter of our discontent, and that's Tom Lee's. Uh, God, you know, yeah, none of none of these seasons have been enjoyable. You know, <laughs> it's much much like any season in COVID, really. You know, it's yes. like, do you want to go outside? And like, oh, well, are we told to stay in, stay indoors? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> staying indoors, and it's sunny. Staying indoors, but it's rainy. Staying indoors, but it's cold. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to move along then to to the? I do, Mash-
1: I really do, because I'm really excited to say this, even though, I, I mean, here's the thing, Rich, we need to, I don't know, I don't know in this world of butterfly effect, I don't know what influence me and you do on doing this to anybody's lives, um, I enjoy the fact that we do this, I make myself laugh, I enjoy the moments I make you laugh, you make me laugh, I don't know if anyone else thinks that's entertaining, but I don't care, I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, you know, I've, I've obviously criticized um, some of the journalists, the local sports journalists on this. And, um, you know, the the president of the Wednesday Podcast Federation, James Marriott's probably going to come around and retire us, Rich. He's going to shake <laughs> our hands, give us a uh, give us a, a golden train that we can put on the um, put on the mantelpiece. And uh, he's going to retire us effectively like a mob boss from our own podcast. And we'll say to James Marriott, we'll say, but it's our podcast. And we created it. And he's like, it doesn't yes. matter. You're done. You need and
0: we'll, we'll be signed out of our hours on Prime account. I know.
1: That's going really to offers. Um, <laughs> Alman is going to block me. You know, I've got his uh, got his number for his podcast, you know.
0: Carlos will unfriend you on LinkedIn. I know. It's all going to go away. It's all going to go
1: away. It's going to be relative riches to relative (laughs) rights, really. (laughs) But so here's the thing. I I don't know what influence we have. I don't influence any Wednesday I has in any kind of microcosm for everything we do and going on social media. And, uh, you know, we talked about the shadowy social dilemma that's happening. Um, But I I think we need to kind of come, we need to come every game and think, this is winnable, right? And we tried yes. to win the game and we came and we did that today. Yeah. It wasn't like it wasn't like, oh, we'll try and scrape a nil nil. You know, we got a we got a little bit fresh. We got a little bit handsy like Mozart of Bajo. <laughs> we weren't up for the um, platonic cuddle session. <laughs> which you know are fine, but we don't that's not what we watch football for, is it?
0: No. But I, I there's that yeah, definitely. So we yeah, we, we we came to came to get the three points today, that's what you wanna see. I think the Loango is growing into this deep sitting role. I thought Deli Bashiru Bush, did really well coming into the mix, and you know there, were, there there are positives to take away. And I thought Patterson had a really good debut as well. I mean, we'll get into this in you know we'll we'll, we'll get through the uh, the ratings and details. But uh, I, 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 as you say, I think the knee jerk, and I can understand it. I'm not criticizing people for the way they feel you you know feel your feelings live your life whatever but i think it's unfair to the team and to the manager to kind of chastise this as a as a clinging on type bad performance i don't it wasn't and sometimes you just Hmm. the world just kicks your butt even though you do everything right you do everything
1: you should i don't even think and i i thought for maybe a second like is there any criticism or anything um, I mean, but it was also ref- like oddly refreshing to have a pretty null first half and then improve on that in the second. Cause so much of what we've seen in the monkeys, we do okay in the first and then we do badly yes. in the second. Yeah. So that feels like a weird improvement. Maybe it's the peak end theory of like, you end something and it feels good. You know, the film was crap, but had a happy ending, you know, <laughs> oh, I feel okay about things, you know, in terms of performance. And then it was just a real sucker punch that, that happened. Because we, I feel like the players yeah. just gave everything maybe I I felt at one point I know there was a bit like really late on Windass had the ball out and they went for yeah,
0: they he went cut for the in, jugular offside rather than go
1: to the rather than yeah. take it out to the corner rather than keep it and kind of hold possession for a bit maybe that was something but it's that's so incredibly minor really yeah. from the performance of all these players I don't think it was bad game management it's just, it's just rotten luck Really, I
0: almost felt as well with the referee. If we'd wasted time in that corner, he still would have. It felt like he wanted to let them have one more attack. Because, like I say, we got to 55 minutes and they passed it out wide. You know, it was like it wasn't. They weren't launching it forward. They they took their time, and the ref let them take them take their time. And I'm not convinced that would have been any different if we'd. Wasted another ten seconds in a corner or something. I don't. I, I mean, you never know. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um,
1: okay, let's uh, let's go to Cameron Dawson. Cameron Dawson is well today. I thought. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about you know chopping ahead with my thoughts and jumping ahead with all this to think. You know, Cameron Dawson. Cameron Dawson could be a very average championship keeper, maybe slightly below average. And if we do, if the defense does their jobs, you know which yeah. it did today, just it was a turn of fortune. If we defend, you know, he could get, he could get a sizable number of clean sheets for Wednesday. Yes.
0: Yeah. He could hit
1: at least double figures of clean sheets.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Nothing. Dare I say, I think he could probably get about 15 clean sheets. It'd be something that you'd think like would be dangerously close to a, a keeper of the caliber of Kieran Westwood.
0: Yeah. If, if, if everything in front of him <laughs> behaves the way it should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, not, it's a, not outlandish idea.
1: No, and I I'd, I'd really like that concept of thinking, you know, we don't have a particularly fantastic goalkeeper, but I really like the idea of like the players and the team, and hopefully that team spirit. And like I think he is, um I he seems like a bit of a slightly kind of mature kind of mm-hmm. character, and uh, and from I think from those videos, seeing that like you know he is a positive lad who's. Yes. Seeming, you know, on the cusp of, I think, very much like a, being a man, and I think that probably has a good kind of influence on things.
0: We're, we're we're in danger of, you know, those creepy websites that like count down to when like Emma Watson. Turned <laughs> <eight>. <laughs> we're so we're so obsessed with where Cameron Dawson is in in his manhood.
1: We're almost <laughs> we're almost getting to Billy Eilish levels. Is that what you yeah?
0: Saying? We're almost a countdown clock for his. Uh... <laughs>
1: What if Cameron Dawson turned into Billie Eilish and started wearing like really baggy clothes because he didn't want people to objectify? Him. <laughs> 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 he just suddenly, he suddenly got out like he found, uh, you know, he found like an old Kevin Pressman uh, goalkeeper jersey. <laughs> He's wearing that, It's really baggy. He didn't want people to like start looking at him.
0: Oh dear!
1: Coming oh, along oh, well, Cameron. Oh. Coming along well, Cammy.
0: And he, wears, he wears, started wear, starts wearing leggings instead of shorts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's basically going to look yeah. like Rene Higuita, basically. That's yeah. what it's like, isn't it?
0: Yeah. He's, he's brought his pyjamas. <laughs> 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 but I,
1: I think it's a seven from him. I'm a little bit disappointed. Yeah. I'm disappointed for him that it wasn't a clean sheet. Yeah. You know, but I mean, he's had he's had two. He's had two in four games. I mean, yeah, yeah if he carries on like that, and that's that's twenty-three clean sheets, Richie. Right? That's how go. it works. There that's the
0: that's the uh, that's the target to aim for. He's gonna get a golden glove and we're gonna sell him for twenty million. Oh, I can't I mean, in a way I can't wait, but I'm also gonna be sad because he'll definitely be a man by the time he's sold for twenty million. <laughs> Just a big. Str- I mean, he's a big, strong boy now, but he's going to be a big, big man. Man,
1: yeah. I know. You're um, just, just <laughs> turning to me, Rich, and being like, "Did you see those pictures of Cameron Dawson playing <laughs> playing in net for Everton? He, just, he looks so good, Luke. Everton,
0: <laughs> so, the daily The Daily Mail will take a creepy interest in him. <laughs> so grown up, Cameron Dawson looks just <laughs> as old as he
1: needs to be. <laughs> 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 I think it was last year for the Oscars, you know, like Eminem came out and did learn, um, Lose Yourself, you know, oh, the yeah. 8 Mile song. And uh, one of my favorite online writers is a Canadian lady called uh, Brandy Jensen. Nice. And she tweeted, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it's uh, it's probably pretty on brand for the Oscars to uh, be interested in something that's 18 years old.
0: <laughs> oh, <there you> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, is it, it's not worth really
1: giving a score to Shallwe, is it? Unfortunately, no. Uh, it's definitely an N, an an N slash A, not applicable. A
0: memorial, a memorial seven for Shallwe. Um So then Palmer played a half in that position. Palmer
1: was fine. I think you, yeah. I, I I can't really give anyone less than a seven. I'm not going to give no. less than a seven to to Palmer. He did he did all right, didn't he? Um I, I, I also wonder. Session. Sorry, what's that? Sorry. <laughs> Well, I guess I'm, I'm figuring it out now. I'm like, oh, yeah, because now we're going to f- figure on, now we're going to go on to Odeborgio, aren't we? Exactly, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm oh. also wondering, with Palmer, I wouldn't, I mean, I hope this isn't the case, but sometimes when it's a completely unexpected sub like that, you don't get the chance to go and warm up properly. So, I mean, it, it may be that he had a knock before, or maybe he didn't, but maybe the fact that he had to just sort of immediately get into the game without, Having five minutes to warm himself up and get ready for it, I don't know. um just thinking that that game where we beat Arsenal three one and um they they sort of ran through players in a similar way because of of, of poor you know poor levels of warming up um yeah, so so parma uh, then at half time handed over to uh your man Moses Odabaggio. What do you think of Moses Moses uh let's give him a seven. The base, the baseline for today is a seven, and he, uh, I it's a seven. he hit it. Yeah, it, it,
1: it's it, a it, light, it. light, seven, maybe. I don't
0: know. And we can't criticise him for not giving away a penalty. So no. yeah, absolutely seven, seven's fine uh, for me.
1: Yeah, but maybe it he went needs to not get so went, fresh.
0: It went better than any of us have any right to have expected to have gone. <laughs> <laughs> On a <bad> <laughs> centre back it should have been a complete horror show. Keystone ops, yeah. and it wasn't, and that's got to be testament to himself and the people around him.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was true. Tom Lee's. I'm going to go for a seven point five for Tom Lee's. I think this was the best Tom Lee's performance I've seen in a while. I yeah. wonder if so. Here's a <clears throat> here's a ford experiment. I want to run past you, Rich. Do you think that in a in a kind of role where I think like in a role where I think Tom Lee's is the more experienced um, defender of the mm. three like today i I think it benefits him more to have that those qualities of that kind of quiet leadership that he has yes I think he' shone brighter because of that than had it been otherwise. I think if I was there, I think you know I, I, the, the there might have definitely been a slight tinge on how well Tom Lees did, but I thought he was excellent today, yeah, I definitely. thought it was really some of the best. Tom Weese I think we've seen in a long time and I'm really good for him that you know he had to have that change and have to go off and
0: yeah I hope (sighs) it's not I hope it's like a dead leggy type thing but
1: I really hope so he
0: then went but he was then holding his groin wasn't he when he when he came off so who knows but as I say hopefully I mean if we're gonna have a chance of getting these players back then this is the this is the moment for them to you know if any if there's a time for people to get injured it's just before an international break because hopefully they've got some time to recoup and they don't yeah. we don't have the stress of games to kind of push them into action too early mm-hmm. um no i think 7.5 is is uh, a good call for Tom Lee's, uh jva
1: definitely a 7 for yeah. um, Van Arken. i'm i'm staggered we're here in 2020 and he's he's been probably with the exception of iorfer i think he's been our most consistent defender. I
0: yeah. Similarly, so surprised by the fact he's he's now he's now first choice centre back for us after all these years. This as we've touched on this before, but there's really good things about him. He is a cultured, classic kind of continental centre back, and we don't have that really anywhere. You know, he hits the ball with good technique. He Um, it means he's dangerous in the other box with his feet uh there's there's good things about him and he's he's also got a little bit he's got a decent turn of pace it's just i think some of his sort of defensive instincts aren't fantastic Mm. but but in this three we seem to be able to sort of work most for the most part work around those weaknesses and, and get the good bits from him and it's uh yeah it's uh well done to him. You know, it must be so strange for him. Stuff like that video with Dawson, that is so far away from where he was 12 months ago Yeah. in regards to this football club. So, you know, well done to him mentally to, <laughs> to kind of stick with it. And,
1: um, and I'm, so, I'm glad he's contributing. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad we have a defect that's doing. Yeah, like someone in his position. Um, the thing I was going to say was... <clears throat> Especially, probably one of the funniest bits yes. from a from a different mentality from that video is the fact that, like, you know, they were saying, well, Pelopassi was being like, well, you've, you've been here longer than I have and you've been here around here
0: <laughs> yeah. longer.
1: And then Dawson's gone, yeah, but you spent a year in, in Holland and then you came back and then you went to Germany. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> he doesn't know where his, head at. his head's at. didn't He said something like that, didn't he? He's confused. He doesn't know where his head's at. <laughs> <laughs> He's not like showy. Um, right. um, so let's go. Let's go for uh, Kareem Harris.
1: Kareem Harris is yeah. excellent. I'm gonna go for. Uh, I'm gonna go for a seven point five. Yeah. I we draw. rely on him so much for what he does.
0: I thought he was. I thought this was this was his best game for a long, long time. For mm. us, uh, and it's that's not to say that he's been poor before, but um, he just was holding on to the ball so brilliantly and making things happen, being brave, taking people on. Um, I think if everybody had played to the level of Harris, we might well have thumped QPR today. I, I just thought he, yeah, he was absolutely on it. Um, all, all game was fantastic.
1: Um, Luongo, do you think regarding Harris? i i saw a really interesting comment i apologize i can't remember who's a tribute to on on our talk but somebody said like do you think when we get like a decent target man we'll get a lot more joy out of um kadeem harris i i said something to that effect last week oh you did as Uh, well Well, someone someone else has said the same as well so people have similar thoughts
0: but yeah i mean people sort of commented that he had a season of two halves, everybody had a season of two halves for us, but for him, he is, I think he got five assists for Fletcher Mm. in the first half of the season. And then obviously no Fletcher meant he didn't get those assists because we didn't have anybody that was doing what Fletcher did. So if Patterson or whoever comes in can provide a similar kind of combative presence in the middle,
1: Mm.
0: his chippy crosses will be a lot more efficient, a lot more effective. Uh, and today he could have easily had that assist if, if, you know, that reach effort was, was very decent. If reach had really got, caught a hold of it, that could easily have been a goal. And uh, yeah, he, and Andy could have been, could have had the assist for Luongo as well. So not, not just useful in that kind of Antonio way of dragging those up the field and letting us build a platform, but effective as well, getting results for mm-hmm. for the work that he was doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's and go we and do action. know
1: I we What's do on? know I love proper chips as well.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> um, yeah, but action mass mass more longer.
1: Action mass was really good as well. Um, it's sad that we're thinking if what could have been for that chance. I no,
0: know, I know. I wonder if he would have celebrated. I don't know. That's a good question.
1: <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. But anyway, his general performance—I think it merits a seven-point-five. He's becoming a lot better in that role. I know he seems to have been on, you know, media duty. a fair yes, bit recently. Yeah. yeah. it's Kind of surprising. I was like, isn't he back in the, isn't he back in the closet at this point?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I liked his <laughs> cheeky grin when he was asked about this tackles. He's just like, well, oh, it's not that I love them. It's just, you know, it's got to be done. And, uh, but you could tell, you could tell with his little cheeky smile, he loves a tackle. Fucking <laughs> loves a tackle. Uh, but he, yeah, he seems to be relish. I think it felt like in the first couple of weeks, but I can do this role. It makes sense that I'm here. I will do my job for the team. But mm. the last two games, it's really felt like he's relishing those bits of the game. And I wonder if that is maybe Monk's influence. You know, I think one of the things that I admire from American football is they celebrate those moments because they're split into teams. They know the importance of those moments with each other. And you do sometimes see it with defenders. You know, they'll. You know they'll do a high five or a low five when they kind of manage a situation well, but but like I don't know that we do enough of that. We don't celebrate the sort of the tough stuff and the dirty stuff of the game as much as we. You know, you said we we like entertainment, we like goals, um, but <laughs> yeah, we don't celebrate defending and good and good sort of hard work play in quite the same fashion. But it just feels like he's he's taking the joy in you know what those guys are going to have a shot on goal, and I shut that down. Those guys are going to play that pass. and yeah. that stop happening. You know, and that's a yeah. great that's a great place to be. I think it feels mm-hmm. it, it looks like it's suiting him to do that as well. Um, Barry Bannon.
1: Barry Bannon was really good. Um, going to go for seven point five because we got some real joy from a beautiful kind of through ball he did for the second assist yeah. for yeah. Uh, for Richie and um, had some good moments. I'm going to kind of look past maybe some of the set pieces. Yes. I thought yeah. he did some really important defensive work at times, Bannon, in the second half he he did a lot to be back and to to be there. I mean, maybe you could probably be critical and say that he wasn't on Barbe for yeah for that ball, but i don't I, I think we were so kind of pulled out of formation by yeah. all the force changes. I don't know if anyone knew what anybody was doing no I mean Patterson was supposed to go back at that point, but did he? he was playing
0: center back but he was the other side so van, uh, yeah van Aken was where the ball went.
1: right but, okay because it almost felt like before that actually we you know we had that goal kick and I was thinking okay patson uh, we, well callum we need you to go back and defend can you could you just stay up there though and then just uh, be on the end of this this goal kick yeah you know i need you as he said you know he'd be like um, so you need me in both I places like yeah yeah that's right yeah both places at once
0: i suppose one thing i wondered tactically would we have been better served by when Pellupesi came on we naturally just played him in that we we put him in that anchor role where he sits deepest of the three he's almost another centre-back and I wonder if we would have been better served in retrospect just having him chase things down let the other two who are tired ty- who you know are tired have run the whole game let them do this the deep sitting mm. uh, and just have Pelopesi hound the ball wherever it was I don't. I mean, I don't know. It might not have worked. Uh, maybe there were moments. I, I know there was a really good moment where they would like Pelipessi clearly wanted to go chase the ball, and I heard the, the bench saying "Stay where you are." And then when the when the camera kind of panned out, you saw exactly why they were telling him to stay where he was because he was blocking a channel off where he mm-hmm. was stood. But I don't think Pelipessi could have possibly known that because it was happening so far behind him. Uh, so, like I said, like we, yeah, like you, we've said so many times, it's it's. In a way, it's, it is hard to criticise. Um, I too, I thought baman had a good a good uh, showing all, all round, really. Um, yeah, I'd need to see that moment again I think for the goal, because maybe, you know, I'm sure being critical you can pick out bits and pieces, but yeah. you have to add in, you have to take context into consideration as well and it's the 95th minute of a very sort of hard game in bad conditions.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Kelly uh, Bashiru? I'll give a sam's but sure i think there's plenty to be positive about there i think there still feels a lot of um there feels a lot of like we know what we've got a player on our hands who's going to keep developing and keep kicking on there's just that there, this still keep the glimmers of something coming through and i'm not upset with the concept of you know if brown's not playing who we did miss today yeah i'm not too upset with seeing more of jelly Bashuru and giving more chances for him to him to grow and blossom
0: I liked his game today i th- i liked um, i liked seeing i liked seeing that his strength translated to a proper ch- you know blood and thunder championship game because that was the thing the Rochdale game he kind of had such an influence on that and kind of grew as the game went on and you're sort of like okay that's good, but it is Rochdale but today I really thought we saw We saw that that could translate. He looked strong when he needed to be, held people off, um, made things happen, and it's that again. It's what we were talking about with uh, with the comparison between uh, Hunt and Waldock. Not to kind of criticise Waldock at all, but it's having that extra moment. I'm going to take a what I'm going to do here is not just lay off a simple pass, and he did do that sometimes. Sometimes that's what you need to do. But occasionally what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait for the man to come at me, knock it past him, hold off for the tackle and then I'm going to have all these options open to me and then I, you know, that's how things get made to happen. Like people are really good at sitting in their shape and pressing when they're told to and all the teams have got their triggers and things like that. But um, it's nice to see those players that can make space and time for themselves. It's one of the best things about Izzy Brown and it's nice to know we've got another guy that can come in and maybe make those moments for himself, make those opportunities. Uh he's a different player to to Izzy Brown. He's he's got oh, he's yeah. got a physicality to his play that I don't think Izzy has. Um but yeah, I I thought I think this is really good. I think he can be rightly, you know, justly proud of himself today. Uh Adam Reach? I'm gonna go for a seven point five for Reach because
1: this was <clears throat> God, this was this was one of the best Adam Reach performances. For two you know, seasons this was, let's be honest. Yeah, and yeah, isn't this a real day for the... Wow, isn't this a day for the Boo Boys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Boo Boys Parade, maybe. The Boo Boys Parade. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought it was really good. I'm I'm really glad to see him in a left wing-back position, because I think that's the position we think that naturally should be in. And we should be a player, we should every now and again, every once every two games, once every three games, getting a bit of juice from either a goal or assist or a chance or something really yeah. positive from him. So we had that today. And I don't know, it's made me think a lot. I was thinking a lot when watching Reach today. It was like, was that purely just kind of like a political move from Gary Monk to come out and say, yeah, we've had a conversation. We see him as a striker. Was that purely just the fact that, the fact that we, we do, were at the point of... We had to. We had to, because we didn't have the numbers, really. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's felt... There was last season, and uh, I think there were moments where you sort of... You worried about where each was going, you know, where he was mentally. And to be honest, it felt like he checked out a little bit. You know, he, he was playing, he was playing poorly, and didn't look bothered particularly by the fact that he was playing so poorly. And... He's had an attitude change as much as anybody. And I I wonder whether Monk's just kind of... I, I don't want to imply that all most footballers are thick, but I think it's probably fairly clear that Adam Reach is different to most footballers. He's a more of a... I think the old, the, the old classic example was Graham Lasso. Mm. You know, he stood out like a sore thumb in some ways because he's that bit more intelligent. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe maybe it's a different background thing just to kind of get mm. socioeconomic on it. But reach feels, feels different to your average footballer. Uh, and I think sometimes that can look like a lack of application. It can look, you know, it can have negative impacts, but it almost feels like when Gary Monk was talking about thinkers, it feels a bit to me like reach is bought into that. Like he knows what that means and actually the impact that can have to being a thinker and, it's the way he, you know, he's pressing and telling people where he knows the threat is. So he's pressing the man and the ball, but then he's shouting to his teammates to say, you know, mark that channel, block that channel, because I know that's where they're looking to play the pass. And just seeing like a thoughtfulness to what he's doing that I don't know I've ever really seen that much before. And it's nice to see. And yeah, as I say, I I wonder if, if to an extent, monk or somebody in the new coaching team has has kind of taken reach under their wing because he's clearly not become the player that you know we signed an an expensive player that was a you know a great prospect and potentially the sort of guy that well if he has a good season maybe you could sell him for 20 million pounds to the Premier League but he's too he's too old for that now he's Mm -hmm. not going to be a raging fantastic prospect so that's a mental adjustment to make and I guess it's probably quite disappointing if you thought you were headed in a in that trajectory as a young player joined us at 23, 24. Is mm-hmm. that right? And then and now he's getting on for like 28. That's quite a different place to be in his career.
1: Yeah.
0: But it feels like somebody's kind of had a word with him to kind of settle into this is a different sort of role, but it's not, you can absolutely own this. You can make something of this. Maybe it's like, maybe I'm gra- you know grasping at something that is not really there, <laughs> but it, it feels like there's, It's not just an uptick in performances. It feels like an attitude change from him, uh, which I'm pleased to see because I I did think he was just going to fade away and leave at the end of his contract and just be another player, which would have been sad because he's been such a good player. Um, Okay, (laughs) Sorry, that was a long digression. digression. Mm. Um, But I think a lot lot about Adam Reach. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) What was the name of the um he does commentary for five live. Um Pat Nevin is another one of those. Pat Pat Nevin, uh, when he signed for Chelsea, he had tickets to go and see, I think New Order. <laughs> and like when he signed for, for Chelsea, he sort of made a deal with Ken Bates that he could be substituted at half time so that he wouldn't miss his gig. <laughs> and- <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe it was a cockatoe twins or something. I don't know. It was like some kind of like not not a classic um, you know, Duke you know, um stereo in the dressing room type of band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um Josh Windas,
1: one. I'm gonna say a seven. Um I don't know, I don't I don't feel like I saw a great deal up front, but I I don't know if there was you know, so much of the story of this game was it felt like that first half as well. I felt everybody was doing a decent job. Yeah. But there I was think nothing it was really a probably so, yeah, but but never kind of put in position to make that fret a reality,
0: you know. No, you you're right. Apart yeah, and then there was that obviously that weird moment where yeah, he sort of probably should have done better as well defended, but yeah, I just I think I sort of got what I want from him in it that he was he was prowling around the dangerous areas he was trying to nip in and nick the ball off defenders it, it didn't necessarily go perfectly his way at any stage uh but he was right there to score the goal if if barbay hadn't have put it in himself windass would have had a goal today he was there um and he was he was pretty unlucky not to get not to replicate his rochdale goal as well it was a uh, it was a, a poor finish in the end, but a good another good spot from him and Adam Reach. that. That the moment mm. was off. Um But yeah, I think fair enough. Seven. There's a, a bit of what could have been, what might have been with his uh, performance. Uh, okay, uh, what about the new man, Callum Patterson?
1: Yeah, I think we go for a seven for Patterson because um, that was the interesting thing. Because I didn't think that. I don't know how often it kind of came up. I think there were some stats I read about Patterson that he has an exceptionally good aerial. Win rate. Mm. But also, I mean, hilariously, I mean, I've also, I think, found out from, I think it was one of the episodes of Owls About Stat. Um, oh, yeah. You have a podcast and they had Peter Loman on. And I think at the time they were saying how good New you was at winning headers. Right. And I'm okay. Like, I don't, uh, are we watching the same <laughs> game? Are the, the stats, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. So I, I didn't, mm. I don't know how good that was from Patterson today, but I felt the positive was it was a good debut. I think it's it really changed that mentality of what we saw up front, even though it wasn't hugely successful. But it was so much better than Windass Kachunga
0: last week. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, the bar is not particularly high uh, as it stands.
1: Um, no, and then hilariously, we would have said, you know, Windass Rhodes would have been better than Windass and Kachunga last week. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, I'm yeah. curious how it would have looked if we had started with Rhodes.
0: Yeah. I, I saw a, a couple of people advocating for that. I don't. I don't think I want to see it particularly. But um, I'm sure. I'm sure we will at some point.
1: Sure, I'm sure we will, and there'll be time for that at some point, And then we'll probably I... eat our own words and say, "No, no, it's garbage." Um, <laughs> but i thought uh, we... oh, sorry, go on You go. No, yeah, I, I thought Patterson was good. I'm glad that we have that option to start a big man up front and have that physicality.
0: He also looks. He looks confident. He looks like he feels. You know, he, was, he feels himself. He, he, he's um, he knows what he's about. Do you know what I mean? Like I, he didn't come, and I, I didn't feel like this was an anxious debut. Uh, the, the first thing I don't know if you caught the moment where he kind of like touched the turf and then rubbed rubbed the <laughs> the wet of the grass all over his face. I was like, yeah, he, he can he, There's something about him. I I just feel like he's gonna be. He's gonna suit us, and we're gonna suit him. I think it's just something that there's. I get a mm. kind of a good gut feeling. I thought first half we just lumped everything up with no quality whatsoever. The worst of those was actually by Deli Bashiru because it almost didn't even get to Patterson. Um, I think second half we actually started passing the ball forward, and he had a much better game. Uh, but I like seeing all the the things where he's roughing up defenders he's blocking off run he's blocking off defensive runs you know I I like that bit of canniness and uh you know gamesmanship uh in a in a in a big striker I think I I think there's it was a promising debut there's obviously a lot more to come he didn't get particularly a chance in on goal but he looked keen when he got those moments he did take a a, the off chance shot he wasn't waiting for the perfect chance so i think yeah lots lots to like it'd be nice if he gets off the mark early because that's that's the other thing that can happen with strikers if you go like nine games without a goal then it becomes a thing doesn't it
1: Uh
0: um so the final uh, contributions came from uh the pest dispenser (laughs) (laughs) it's a thing now it's a thing i think it's established Joey Pelopesi.
1: <laughs> so you know how I said everyone doesn't get less than a seven. Oh. yes, a six
0: point five. Hey.
1: <laughs> Just he's, because it's Joey match. He was fine. He was okay. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. He, I don't remember much well, of what he did. No, he I don't think he did much.
0: And I, I, and I maybe would have liked to see him do slightly more if he'd been
1: slightly more visibly. Mm. So actually, there is a comment I've I've uh, written down that I've, I've been wanting to make. So now it's probably a good. Uh, nice. situation but maybe it seems a bit negative but I, I think we've been quite positive enough for what we've gone through um joypo reminds me of um Hire by the saturdays by and by that i mean he's doing nothing and by that and at least he's doing nothing wrong <laughs> yes there you go <laughs> are you a big fan of that song by the saturdays
0: Oh, love it, and all of the rest of their work. Uh, Mit- Mitzi, Tink and the other boys from the Saturdays—one <laughs> of my best, one of my favourite bands. <laughs> Who would you go for as your man of the match then, from the uh, from the from Saturdays. Oh, no.
1: From um, the Saturdays, know. From the Saturdays, definitely Frankie. She's the best Big one, Frank. right? Yeah, Frank. yeah. Uh, I would uh, a man of a match. I am gonna, I'm gonna go for Tom Lee's. Fair. I really, f- but then, I, I don't know, there's a lot of good players, I, there was a lot of good players today, you know, I heard some uh, in the commentary they are talking about Luongo it was very, very good,
0: yeah, Paris is a good shout, Iris I
1: think, as well, yeah yeah, but, a but lot I of, think, a lot of contenders,
0: which is, yeah which is a, a positive sign, isn't it oh, well, there you go, it's been a, it's been a ride hasn't it, yes. not in the Irish sense
1: what is the Irish sense of a ride it means intercourse <laughs> okay. Well, we we identified that most of the game was a platonic cuddle, right?
0: Yes, and by the end we did feel that we like we'd been roughly pumped. Uh, so,
1: <laughs> so, it, so it
0: has been a ride in both senses. It has it? been a ride in every sense, in the Irish sense. Mm-hmm. Oh well, there we go. Um, <laughs> I think on that rather silly note, we should uh, we should wrap things up. Uh, I hope you have a, a fine week, Luke, and uh, manage to stay safe. You too. Uh, Yeah, and uh, same to the folks at home. Cheerio.
1: Have a good (laughs) one.